Welcome everyone to the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Today we have a very special guest by the name of Shayla Boyd-Gill, and we'll be speaking about the Lux system and five keys to closing more high-ticket clients. Welcome, everyone. I'm so pleased that you're here. I'm Virginia Parsons, your host, and it is my National Businesswoman in the Know. And today's guest, Shayla, will be doing just that. Now, I want to thank you all for being here because whether you're live or here for the replay, we appreciate you taking the time, and I know your time is valuable. So we'll be getting started in just a minute, but before we do, I'm going to play a preview trailer. And while it's playing, can you help spread the word? Just let people know about this show with a quick share so others may benefit as well. Thank you so much. And here we go. for an amazing treat today. So again, I want to thank you for being here. Today's show is sponsored by hangout-marketing.com, where you can receive a complimentary live stream marketing assessment. Now, why might you want to do that? Well, if you want to increase your exposure and grow your business and brand it as a pro, you might want to take a look at it. It will only take you about five minutes to take. And you may qualify for a complimentary Shine Online session with me. So go ahead and take advantage of that by texting pound success to 775-800-4179, or you can go to hangout-marketing.com. All right, let's get started introducing you to Shayla. Now, Shayla is a business mentor and creator of the Lux Your Business sales system. And as a business mentor and sales strategist, Shayla shows women entrepreneurs how to have it all, family, freedom, and affluence while doing what they love. 
She teaches her clients to restructure their businesses and lives by boosting their high ticket sales so that they can make more money in less time without that heavy client load. So Shayla juggles being an entrepreneur with being a wife of 25 years and a mom to six children. Oh my goodness, welcome Shayla, we're thrilled to have you here. I am so excited to be here, Virginia. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, you know, I just love working with fellow entrepreneurs and hearing their stories and how they grew their business. And since we're all doing this, there's so much to learn. And what we can do is help other entrepreneurs not have to, you know, take the long route. And that's what you are providing for people is maybe a short, shortened path to their success. So it's great to have you here and um, have you share your knowledge and inspiration with all of our fellow entrepreneurs. Now, I love to start with a little bit of background. So tell us a bit about how you got to be being an entrepreneur, first of all, balancing that with being a wife and the mother of six kids, that is a major process in itself. And then perhaps maybe a defining moment that got you to doing what you are today. So take it over and let people know. I love this question because there many times people think it's a straight line. And as you know, as an entrepreneur, it is not. It's definitely involving many <laughs> dips and dives. So I left corporate America in 2003 and came from a background of being a um, project manager for ground up construction. Left that field with pregnancy of baby number three. And I said to myself, I need to figure out how to generate this same money that I was making. And so, you know, everyone's like, don't leave your job. You're making good money. And so I asked myself, what do I do really well? I'm like, you know, well, I'm good at project management, but even better than that, I'm really good at having babies. That was the joke of the family, okay? <laughs> so the funny thing that a lot of people will learn about me is my first round of entrepreneurship was me being a doula and a childbirth educator. I did that for almost 10 years. And when I realized I was burning out from that because getting up in the middle of the night, babies don't have a schedule, I knew I had to do it differently. I still love what I was doing, but I said, how can I still serve and support and advocate for women doing what they do. So I decided to help the other birth workers grow their business. I happen to be one of the highest paid birth workers in my area. And everyone said, how are you able to do this? We are coming from an industry where we're givers. And so therefore we don't wanna charge a lot, but I understood my value. And so I taught other birth workers how to really grow their business and treat it like a business versus treating it like it's a hobby. It's a community hobby because they were really giving a lot of their time. And so I really morphed from being the coach for birth workers to the coach for more women entrepreneurs starting their businesses. That was 2012. From there, as I elevated and grew my business, my ideal client grew. So now I'm at the place where I teach six-figure women entrepreneurs how to scale their business to multiple six figures or seven figures. And we do that because it's been a trial. Those dips and dives is what I use to be able to teach and train people so they can shorten the path to being able to grow and scale their business. I find that so fascinating. And you know, Shayla, I think that 
what you're sharing is not unusual where people worked on a path have no idea that you know 10 years later you'd be working with entrepreneurs themselves in building a high ticket client base and getting there faster but all because you had six kids and you were sharing your experience then to become a doula and help that home market first of all being one yourself and then helping that market because I would assume most doulas are not really entrepreneurs. They're there to serve, they're there to help, they're there to assist and uplift, but not necessarily thinking about the financial rewards of it so much, right? It's true, and, and, and think about this, Virginia. Many times, anything that you become certified in, the organizations are amazing at teaching you how to be a good version of what you're being certified in, but most lack the 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 reinforcement of teaching you how to be a business owner and so you can be good at what you do but most of us weren't trained to be business owners yeah we were just trained to be skilled in something in some kind of knowledge base or some kind of skill but that's it yeah so bless you for doing that first of all for all the doulas but now stepping up because as you've evolved and you've grown and you've gone through your ups and downs, you have even more wisdom and experience to share with those who are also building their business who may not be doulas, but a lot of these principles do apply across the board to someone who's working with other people um, in the coaching industry, I would think primarily. So thank you for being here and sharing this experience. So we're gonna go through three topics and I wanna just bring those back up again if I can get my mouse to work. All right, so we're gonna be talking about a simple exercise to uncover your ideal client and then three key questions around how to know if that client is an ideal one and a good match for you. So why don't you go ahead and start us with that exercise? Well, here, here's a mistake. And I like to start with mistakes. A lot of times we will, you, you can have an existing business, you have paying clients, but maybe you were broad and you said, I want to serve everyone. I've heard people, I say, who do you serve in your business? Oh, anyone. So you're basically saying you can take on anyone that has money, which is not your ideal client. And so if you find yourself serving clients that maybe you're at a place where you've outgrown them. Remember I said, as I elevated, the type of client that I serve needed to be elevated to. I love to do this simple exercise. Who's the current client that you're working with that you know you should no longer be working with? No one wants to do this because they feel bad about it. No one wants to put that name on the list. This is the client who you, it's easy to work with them, they're familiar but maybe they're not getting the best results. Maybe you want to give them more. You want them to be able to grow more, but they're not moving. So who's the client that you know that you've outgrown? This is really the task of releasing what's no longer working for you. We hold on because it feels good. We hold on because it's comfortable. I know I can get the money there. It's worked in the past, but are you satisfied? Are you bored? Are you at the place where you know you should be somewhere else, but you can't get there because you won't shift? Sometimes you have to release what's not working for you. And here's the kicker. When you get triggered by that, I want to remind you that there's enough for everyone. So, you know, the, the biggest thing people say is, I'm going to leave some people behind. 
No, you're going to leave some people so that some other people can be able to serve them because there's enough for all of us. Abundance is a factor here. So That's beautiful. I want to just jump in and say to all of you who are watching today, again, whether live or in replay, I'd love to hear from you. What gems have you already heard from Shayla? Now, I think this is a great gem. She just talked about asking the question of who are you willing to let go of? Who can you step into to serve better by letting go of those that someone else can better serve? It's just not the best fit for you. Great insight there, Shayla. So go ahead with the next question. So the, on that same path, who do you want to start serving now? Like who's that person you would love to work with that would get the best results from working with you and can afford to work with you? Because maybe you've been holding your business back because you, the, the client you're working with now can only afford a certain amount. And you're now needing a lot more clients to make up for that revenue that you say that you want. But who's the client that would love to work with you, would really do the work that's gonna follow through, get the results, and they can afford to work with you. They've been waiting for you. There is that, that client is out there. They're waiting for you to call them out but you won't call them out because we're sitting in the comfort zone. So where do you want to go and how can we get to that future client? You have to identify them before you can get to them. Just saying, I need a new client. What type of new client? What's the experience that you're looking for with this new client? That's a key for you. So you're saying really set your, first of all, get clear. Get clear on the kind of client you really want to attract who will get the work done and who can afford it. And I often say people who invest more will get better results because they've invested in it. They have a vested interest in it. So you're really saying get clear on who that is and then set that intention so that you move up a level in who it is that you're attracting. Is that what you're meaning? Absolutely. And, and you'll see them. When you're clear, we like to say, when you're clear, the clients will appear. If you're not clear, I don't know if anyone's experienced this, when you've told people or, or people are referring someone to you, and by the time you talk to the person, you're saying to yourself, that's not what I do. That's not <laughs> who I work with because you've not been clear. Yeah. And so people don't know who to send your way. But I guarantee you, if you're ultra clear about the type of client that you work with, and it's that client you really want to work with, people will know exactly who to send your way because they're going to know the problem you solve, who's going to be the best fit for that, and who's ready to say yes now. Beautiful, beautiful strategy, beautiful advice. Did you guys get that one? I think that was another gem. When you're clear, your client will appear. <laughs> That's my model. When you're clear, the client yeah. will appear. Love it. <laughs> so let's talk about some, we said there's some key questions. In order for you to have key questions, you probably need to assess or have some kind of application before you get on the phone with people, especially if you're closing them on the phone or even if you're having an event, having some kind of assessment prior to that event so you know who's going to be in the room, who are the people that we really need to pay attention to in this room or on the phone. So I like to have qualifiers. Mm -hmm. Your qualifiers are going to save you time, save you frustration, and free up your, just overall free up your calendar. A lot of people are teaching us, 
book as many calls as possible, that does not work. Because you can, anyone, a lot of people will sign up to be on the phone with you to get a free tip. But you want to talk to the people that are really vetted. And so if you have a really strong application process, you can then determine who are the people that you give access to your calendar. And so some questions that you might consider, depending on the kind of work that you do, you want a, a question around time. So for business, for what I'm doing, I love to ask the applicant, do they have a job that will interfere with them growing their business? Hmm. That's an indicator for me, for my business, because typically my clients do not have a job or if they have some kind of job for some reason and they're growing the business parallel, I need to know, is timing going to be a factor? Are we going to potentially miss calls? Are you not going to be able to follow through because your schedule is already impacted? So you need a time question. You also want a question around their history especially if you're doing high ticket, you want a question around their history of investing in themselves. So you're asking questions about whether they've invested in coaching, consulting, or, or mentorship in the past. You may even ask how much they've invested over the past 12 months. Imagine the person that you get on the call with that's never invested in themselves and you quote a 30,000 offer to them, yeah. their mouth and the jaw is gonna drop. <laughs> you know, even if they have the money, it's like, what is that? And so you want to know how to then pace that conversation if they've never invested in themselves. Another question you're looking at is a commitment question. It could be as simple as how committed are they to getting whatever result it is that they say that they're looking for, or it could be how committed are they to investing in themselves? But I like to have three answers to that commitment question. I'm ready, <laughs> give me a minute, I can get ready, or I'm not willing to be resourceful, I'm not ready. So just play with me. Who do you think's not gonna get access to my calendar based on those three answers? Well, obviously um, I'm not ready or I'll be ready in a minute, though those are not, you know, you don't even wanna worry about the ones ready in a minute, do you? No, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. Enough, let me tell you, here's the truth. The people that usually say I'll be ready in a minute are the ones that are more likely to invest. The people that say I'm ready right now, a lot of the, a lot of the time it's, it's, it's a play. It's a game because people will answer applications based on what they think you're looking for. Uh-huh. So it, I do speak to them. If they say they're ready, I speak to them. But if they say, yes, I want it, but I need a minute, I speak to them too. If they say, no, I'm not ready, I'm not willing to be resourceful, or I'm not invested in it. It's interesting, people say that to me a lot. I'm like, why did you fill out the application? They just wanted to go through my application. And I thank them for going through the application and send them a resource. Good. They could come back around later. Yeah. But at least they know for themselves, I'm not ready to commit. And I know they're not ready to commit, so we don't need to have a conversation. And the conversation is so critical because that's really where you establish your authority and you really have a chance to make a real connection with someone. Because people, in my opinion, they invest in themselves when they are emotionally committed and their emotions answer that 
question. Is this the right person for me to invest in? And usually that's the thing they're trying to decide, correct? Is this the person I want to invest in? So that's why I think these conversations are critical. But as you say, as an entrepreneur who has to be discriminating, who has to decide where am I going to put my time and effort, I have to have some way of sorting them and qualifying them at this time. Absolutely. So I like that. So, and, and this is where you're using systems in your business, right? So mm -hmm. the ones that you are speaking to, you're tagging, they may become clients. The ones that you're sending resources to, you may put them in a different kind of funnel. There yeah. may be some other offering that doesn't require a conversation that they may start with and then they'll build up to the point where they want to work with you on a deeper level, which is more high ticket. So we don't throw them away. But we do say, okay, let's let's put you to the side for a minute. Let's save time for both of us. And I like what you said about the conversation. It is a conversation. It's 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 definitely it's it's an invitation actually. Mm -hmm. And we're both interviewing each other. Are we a good fit for each other? Right. So people often think, oh, I'm getting on the call so I can determine if I want to work with this person. Well, I'm getting on the call to see if I want to work with you. Because we may figure out quickly, personality-wise, this is not going to work. And there's no harm in that. It's like, wow, I love what you're doing, but I don't know that this is a fit. And so this is another tip. You're not required to invite everyone or make an offer to everyone. You can have that conversation and say, you know what? <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Here are a few tips and you let it go. Because if you've, if you've been in business long enough, you've been on calls, if you've sold by the phone, where you had that gut feeling like this is not the one, but right. you said yes anyway. And then now you have to nurture this person that you knew wasn't going to be a fit for your community or a program that you had. And if you had listened to your instincts, you could have easily avoided that. But you may have been attracted to the money. You yeah. may have been attracted to ticking off another one on your list. Like I got another sale just to realize it wasn't worth it. Yeah. And that worth it is really important to consider. So what you're saying is it's okay. And really one should tap into their intuition around this person and be willing to pay attention and let it go because it's probably going to end up being more trouble than it's worth. And you're not going to get the results that you want. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's that's not win-win. You want win-win relationships for sure. Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, the second topic, which is around boosting your confidence for making high-ticket offers, because that's really what you're keying in on for your particular clients, correct? Absolutely. So confidence is something that we all have to walk in, and, so, and we all have it, but sometimes we have to reveal that confidence. So the first way that we're looking at revealing the confidence for ourselves goes back to the prior conversation of thinking of your sales call as an invitation. It's an invitation for you to serve the person on the other line, okay? So when you approach this from, it, almost like a doctor, a doctor diagnoses things, then the doctor provides a possible solution or a prescription and you as the patient you get to decide am i going to follow doctor's rules or am i going to diy <laughs> simple as that so with your your call when you're selling 
you're inviting people to a conversation. They're expressing their challenges. You are providing a possible solution, a recommendation or a solution, and you're inviting them to an opportunity to resolve it with you. The confidence starts with not being attached to the outcome. Beautifully said. Yeah. And it's easier said than done, especially when you're first trying to create or sell your high ticket offer. I need to sell this offer. Whenever you put the word need in there, it just messes up the dynamic of the sale because now it's, I have to get it. I have to get it. It usually, when you get need, you no longer are listening to what the person's saying. You're not learning from the conversation and you're oftentimes not able to lead the conversation. Those are three L's, listening, learning, and leading. You're, you've turned off the system because all you're hearing is wah, 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 and you're waiting and spinning in your head to say, okay, my program is, and it costs this much, do you want it? Mm-hmm. And this is when that person, as you said, they don't feel heard. They're not feeling seen. They're not making that connection. And they're saying to themselves, I don't know that I want to work with this person. So confidence comes from number one, not being attached to the outcome. Number two, understanding it's just a conversation. Okay, we can't sell until we know who we're talking to and what the problem is. So yeah. you're not selling from the beginning. You are learning. You're listening. Let the person talk, but also leading so they don't take over the call. I don't know if anyone's ever had that experience too. You get on the phone with someone and they start talking and by the time they t- told their life story, you forgot <laughs> that you were even offering something. <laughs> you're like, let me just get off this call. <laughs> So structure is needing that it's needed. That's why you need to lead. The confidence comes from leading. Mm-hmm. If a person can see that you are able to lead them through a conversation, they can feel confident deciding to work with you because they understand I'm not taking over. I'm not going to run over this person. And if you're listening, then you can relay back to them what they're saying. They feel heard, right? And if you're learning in this process, learning for yourself and learning what you need to know about them, you can find out, are they a good fit for what you're offering? That's where your confidence comes in. There's not a, it's not a formula to confidence. It's really sitting in it, sitting in it and let whatever needs to happen, happen. And if you're coming to it from a place of abundance, what's for you, it's for you. It's going to come your way. But if you're really hard and rigid with it, if, you know, acting as if you need a quota, you have to meet a quota, hmm. that's going to be a problem. You're going to, you might get the person to pay because you're just rigid. Yes, maybe they invest. They won't be retained. They're going to, you're going to have attrition issues. If you have groups, you're going to have people that are not raving fans because they weren't your right fit client. You pressured them into buying. No one wants to feel pressured. Well, these are amazing gems. Are are you all getting these? Because listening, learning, and leading is something I haven't really heard in that that realm before, especially around the idea that just like a doctor has to listen and learn and then lead you through what they feel is the best 
way for you to proceed to have ultimate health, you're listening, learning, and leading, guiding them to what you think is the best solution for where they're at in their business and the growth that they want to achieve. And you're also saying, don't be attached to the outcome because in doing that, you're not doing the three L's, the listening, yeah. learning, and leading. So these are beautiful, beautiful um, tips and strategies. And as you say, it all leads to an inner confidence because you're not attached to the outcome. You're really positioning yourself to be of service to the selling potential client. Yes. Yeah, selling is serving. Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. And, and people will know if you're coming from a place of serving. Yeah, you know, they'll feel people it. People can feel it. You're right. They can feel yeah. it right away. You, We've all gotten that unwanted call, or even if you decided to get on a call and you're like, oh boy, here we go. You want to let their help them let their guard down just a little bit, but be sincere about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm very upfront with my people. I'm like, here's how the call is going to go. You set the table. Here's how the call is going to go. Let them know approximately how much time. Ask them if that time still works for them. And I even let them know I may every once in a while interrupt you just to get a little bit more clarity on what you're saying and get the conversation back on track if needed so that we can really honor the time that you say that you have. So I set the table and I lead from the beginning and we just have a conversation. Yeah, that's what you need to think of it as conversation getting connected to the person, understanding where they're coming from, going a little deeper, and then guiding them, or you say leading them in a way that might be of greater service. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh, so many good, good comments, strategies, and ideas that I'd love to hear from all of you. What are you getting from this? What are you taking home? I always say, did you get a pack your bag moment yet? Because if you did, that means you got so much, you don't. You could pack your bag and go now and still be thrilled with what you're hearing. But Sheila has some more for us. Plus, she has a terrific gift for you coming up in just a minute. Let's talk for a minute about the third topic, and that is how to leverage seven lux touch points to close more sales. Shayla, I love leverage. Leverage is one of the things that I often um, share with my clients. If you're not leveraging your assets, if you're not leveraging the work that you do, you really are making life harder for yourself and exhausting yourself. So I'm really interested in this particular topic. Absolutely. So when I'm working with my clients, one of the things that we're doing is creating our high ticket offers. And so one of the components of that is once the offer is done, what makes it Lux? People come to me because we call it the Lux system, right? So the thing that makes it Lux would be our touch points. And today I'm going to give you two of the seven and I'll tell you why. So one of the ones is with a high ticket offer, exclusivity is important. Why should it be exclusive when everyone's talking about being inclusive, right? It's exclusive because number one, people are investing at a higher level. So would you not want to have more access to whomever you're investing with if you're paying high ticket? So your offer needs to feel exclusive. It needs to feel like this was created for me. I have access to everything that I need through this system, whatever it is that they're purchasing. So exclusivity, it should stand out. It should not look or feel like what you can find somewhere else for $500. If your offer is $5,000, it should not feel like 500 
don't give them a recording and say here's your five thousand dollar offer it doesn't work it needs to feel exclusive so i always say look at the components of your offer what are some components that you can make feel exclusive is it exclusive because they get access to you privately or do they get a little bit of time with you and or your team what can you do to make your offer more exclusive it may feel more exclusive just the act of applying and understanding that there's a limited number of participants putting a limiter on it can make it exclusive maybe it's only offered once a year and so it's really like whoa only a few are able to get into this once a year now you have a wait list of people that have been waiting to get into it or maybe people know that you have this program but no one knows about the program you can only learn about the program through a certain path mm. and so I have a program for example my inner circle is exclusive you can only get into that program through either my three-day event or if you've done other work with me and I invite you into the program it's not something with a sales page so it's something that people are like we know you have it we've seen the people that have gone through it how do we get access to this that's one thing you can do another thing you might want to consider is I like to go over pricing your pricing for a high ticket offer has to be one of your Lux touch points so just as I said, you know, if, if that offer, if you have something that's $4.99, when, when people are using psychological pricing, the 99s, the 97s, those are often what we call value prices. It looks like a deal. So something that looks like a deal is not exclusive. <laughs> something that looks like a deal is often not high ticket. If you think of your high ticket luxury brands, when they have their pricing for luxury products, they usually end in zeros. Yes. It's round numbers. The rounded number in your pricing indicates, it, it's, it indicates more about your brand and where you're standing. So my offer, I may say that offers $30,000. I'm not saying 29, 99, 97 or whatever that is. Yeah. You know it's $30,000. <laughs> your client, your Lux client, as I say, they know what that number is. So taking a dollar off doesn't fool them. They know the offer is $30,000. And I, I think of the way I buy. Anytime I see 97 or 99, I never approach it from, oh, that's a deal. But I know a lot of people do. I'm like, gosh, it's still $1,000. $997 is still $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> Just get over it. Come on. I like round numbers. So your pricing is another one of your Lux touch points. Just put the number out there. If you're not trying to position yourself as a brand that's like a value deal brand and you really are going high ticket and Lux, own it. And I like that. Own it. Own it. You, you have to own it. own it first for them to step up to it. Yeah, you have to own it because if you're not owning that number, no one's going to believe that number. You can plant that number wherever you want, but if you cannot quote it, if you can't state it confidently, no one's going to pay that amount to you. The moment you stand and confidently can express your pricing and not balk yourself, that's going to be that that's a game changer. But the other thing, Virginia, here's here's another one I want you to think of. And this goes back to that abundant mindset. 
if you balk at other people's prices yet you want high ticket pricing it's not an energetic match so if you're saying i would never pay that much for this or i would never pay this much for a coaching or consulting yet you want to offer that it doesn't match and so i love to ask my clients you know how do you invest you're asking people for twenty thousand dollars would you invest twenty thousand dollars are you a deal seeker it's not congruent right so when people say well i'm having such a hard time selling i'm looking at history what have you done what have you done and so a lot of the people that will come to work with me they've come from a place where maybe they had low ticket offers and now they're ready to elevate their offers Mm -hmm. because they've grown into it and so some people will stair step some people will go straight to the top but again how have you invested in the past if you're not used to considering that kind of money and you have a money story that you've not dealt with it will interfere with what you're trying to do yeah i think you're making a really valid point about the money story and you might want to take a look at your sense of worthiness because that could be what's interfering and as you say you need congruency you need to know that you yourself would be thrilled to invest in a program valued at this higher price because you know as a result you'll get much better results you'll get the outcomes that you're really seeking and that's of course what you want to extend to the people that you're working with is that these are the outcomes that you'll get and isn't it worth it when you think of it from the standpoint of what the the desired outcome is and it's and it's so much easier to sell something at a higher ticket when you know what it feels like to energetically invest in that level yeah so if you've done investing in the past where you've had coach consultants or some kind of investment in your business or in your life in general mm-hmm. you know what it feels like to know that you were going to be charged a certain amount every month or if you paid in full and you saw that chunk go away from your account you know what it felt like and so you you can understand how it's going to feel for the person that decides to invest in themselves through your business and so i'm always like where are you aligned where do, are you aligned with that price point can you walk through that price point with the person and understand how they will feel investing that way but also not project your fears on them because we can project our fears when we've not dealt with our own <laughs> Right. And, and that projection may even, I tell people, like, stay out of other people's pockets, <laughs> making assumptions of what someone can or cannot afford. I definitely used to do that in the beginning. I'm like, oh, they're not going to be able to afford this just to find out. No, they went and paid that to someone else. You made an assumption. Uh huh. Never <laughs> so, make an assumption, never be in never. someone else's pockets. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> Stay out of their pockets. Yeah. So there actually, there's seven left touch points, but those are two that I really want you to think about. We also have things like your ex, we go more into access, um, access, your timing and other limiters that we can put together in the Lux program. But for today, exclusivity and the pricing those are two that I think I want your audience to really focus on. How can you incorporate this into your high ticket offer? And it's not okay. Pricing is not just throwing a zero at the end of the number. Just because someone says, raise your prices. We don't just come up with a number. You work together with whom, if you're working with someone, another coach, or if my clients are working with me, we work together to come up with the number that works for them. 
and that really adds value to what they're doing. Oh, and confidence, because you really do feel congruent and authentic around that pricing. So excellent. Well, now I know you have something coming up that probably is going to give people uh, more of those seven points, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All of the points will be there, yes. <sighs> So and really, it's coming up so fast. I'm super excited. But we have our the luxury business experience is coming up September the 15th through 17th in San Diego, California. And I'm telling people there's still time. You can still get in the room. We still have people that are registering, and you will see my process, the qualification process. There is an application for you to be able to attend. So you would need to apply, and if your application is approved, you put down a deposit. And because you are a part of Virginia's community, if you state on the application that you were referred by Virginia, you'll get the guest rate for this event. We are really focused on helping you to create that leverage high ticket offer, but also step into your role as CEO. So this is a perfect fit for female founders that are on track for six figures in their business and have a desire to be able to scale, work more efficiently and enjoy more of what you're doing. Well, it sounds absolutely fantastic and like a real deep dive. I mean, you've just skimmed the surface here and still provided so much for us. And yet think of what you all could achieve just with three days deep diving with Shayla. Now, how you get started, if you're interested in this event at all, or even if it's not feasible for you right now, you need to go take advantage of her gift because you're going to learn a lot more about how she takes people through the process. So let me bring this up for you. This is Shayla's special gift. And Shayla, I'm just going to give them the address for it. And then you tell them a little bit about what it is. But all you need to do is go to shinetips.com forward slash Shayla gift, shinetips.com forward slash Shayla gift. And you will get started in this process and learn so much just by going through that. So Shayla, go ahead, tell them about the gift. Yeah, so our gift is our Lux Factor Quiz. People love to know where they are, right? And so we've created a quiz to help you to really identify what area of your business you need to focus on so that you can scale faster. We have five different areas that we've identified. And if you take the quiz, you'll see where you need to focus more. And then we'll provide you with a series of emails and tips that you can utilize to be able to start doing better in those areas. And we'll share more about how we may be able to work together. Sounds wonderful. And I know I'm going to take that quiz and I'm going to see a little bit about Shayla's process. But Shayla, this has been great information. I am so pleased and honored to have had you here today because I do think Working into more high ticket sales is so critical to an entrepreneur's business growth and ultimate success. Because if you hang out too long down in those low ticket sales, first of all, your own identity is going to be affected from it and your business is not going to have the success that, and as you said early on, it may be more like a hobby than a business. And we want everyone to be able to grow a truly successful, thriving business. So again, Shayla, I want to thank you so much for being here. And all of you who have joined us, please let us know what you found to be the most compelling information from Shayla 
And I know that as your comments come in, we'll be responding to them and really want you to get the success that you deserve in your business. Because I know that you all work hard and it's time for you to step up and feel the success that you ultimately can have. And Sheila could be a great guide for you in that regard. So Sheila, thank you again. Do you have any final closing thoughts you'd like to share with people? No, thank you also, Virginia. And just for everyone, no matter where you are in your business, there is an opportunity to grow. So hopefully you'll take some of the tips that you learned today. And just even if you apply just one, you don't have to apply all. If you apply just one, you can see a small difference in your business. So we look forward to seeing the comments and I'll be in there too, Virginia, to see what people are saying. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. And for all of you, have a great week. Go out and inspire someone else to step out of their shadow and shine online. And we'll see you all on the next Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Bye-bye now. Thanks so much for watching today. Do you know someone who would be a great guest for our show? Or would you like to be a guest on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show? Let's shine the spotlight on your expertise. We'll share your story while offering tips, strategies, and advice to our viewers. Expert interviews are a great way to build your reputation as the go-to expert. Go to shinetips.com forward slash IBWS to apply today. Women are waiting for your message and I can't wait to interview you.